Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Elephant Parade. I'm your host, Prisha, and this is just Um, And we can't wait to continue the season. Recently, I've been taking the subway in the mornings, like during rush hour because of work. And obviously, it's always really hectic, but especially in the mornings, I haven't been like adjusted to like 9 a.m. sort of traffic and people, I guess, because they're all commuting to work on the same train. So many police, so, so many police. Yeah, like recently they've been like announcing on the on the loudspeaker that oh every subway stop has more and more police. Um, I think it's like oh I'm police commissioner and I'm here to let you know that we have more police officers at every station to keep you safe. And it's like all of the problems in the subway are not being solved by putting more police being thrown in. at more policing. Um, like ever since the pandemic really like the subway has become a more and more hostile to just like people who take it not because of like i don't even know like what made up reason that they blame on the stuff happening but um because of the lack of resources for homeless people and just like infrastructure in general the subway, it feels like the subway has deteriorated. It's more dirty. I feel like um, it's just less reliable as well. And instead of investing in like proper infrastructure, they're investing in policing as if that would make riding the subway a better a, a better experience. And that's just like so weird to me. Yeah, no, it feels like they're trying to solve issues at the surface rather than the root of it like this was appalling to me but i heard um on the loudspeakers inside the train at some point that you weren't supposed like they were basically pleading people not to give money to the homeless and instead donate to um a homeless shelter or a charity and it got me so angry because it's like why are you trying to your homeless infrastructure is as. exactly it's not gonna solve anything like are you telling me i literally cannot donate to someone in need because you think me not giving money to people on the train is gonna like make them leave the train they don't come there to beg they come there because they literally have nowhere to go and they have to be there instead of solving like new york's homelessness problem by like offering proper resources they instead have to tell people not to actually help them out yeah and you'll never hear them say donate to the police officer like there's already funding Mm -hmm. available invest take nyc's budget and invest in addressing the homelessness instead you have mayor Eric Adams, and I feel like we should just do an episode on the new oh mayor, my God. but we can that's another thing. But you have Mayor Eric Adams literally ordering police officers to destroy homeless settlements and to destroy exactly. tents, um, arrest loiterers, creating more and more like hostile ar- architecture, or they call it defensive architecture, but like just, you know, those like... Um, it's just anti-homelessness architecture. Yeah, the, the, the standing benches... 
those are random expensive. spikes everywhere, like yeah. all of those things. It's like homelessness you're investing becoming in that, a crime. But you can't even invest in fences on the subway to yep. keep people from getting pushed in. Pushed in. Yep. You can change every bench at every at every bus station, but you can't get rails at the subway. They honestly like, care what? more about the city's aesthetics than the safety of the people riding. Um, mm-hmm. It's and another infrastructure thing that I was thinking about was the availability of public bathrooms as well. Like every time someone from another city like visits New York City that like knows me, they'll say the one thing that I hated about NYC, well, sometimes they'll just like say like, oh, NYC smells like a pissing pot. And I don't know why. It's like, I know why, because there's no public bathrooms in the place. So you have homeless people who, and like public bathrooms are more than just literally using the toilet. Public bathrooms are like a basic thing, a basic, a basic hospitality item that almost every city has. Mm-hmm. And I was so surprised when I went, like, growing up in New York City, I didn't realize, like, how lacking we were in public bathrooms. Like, we literally do, like, public bathrooms are not a thing. And you go to any other city, and they visit here, and you realize just how, like, atrocious that is. Yep. Infrastructure-wise, infrastructure-wise, because that's why you see, like, literally, like, There's homeless pee people carrying yeah. bags of feces. Like, that woman who got, um, this was months ago, but there was a woman who, a mentally ill person, threw a bag of feces at her and it's like people are like who would do that why would you even poop in a bag of feces and it's like where else would they go they're homeless yep they probably they, there's no shelters that would probably accept them because there's a system that allows you to only have a certain number of days in a system or as the services being provided probably weren't addressing them properly a lot of men, um, mentally ill people they find themselves like in hostile environments, like being forced under medication, being forced under their hospital stays when they go to those types of places. So you have that. So instead, they have to literally walk around with a bag or bottle of their feces, of yep. their human waste. Yep. And that's how you have situations like that. Like that will literally never happen anywhere else. Yep. Because mm-hmm. these people aren't intrinsically evil or weird, or even if they do have like mental mental illnesses or whatever, cities have infrastructure, actual infrastructure to keep them in places where they are safe and have the services they need instead of on the subway or in the streets exactly. where they can like engage with people in a harmful way. Mm-hmm. And people will say that, oh, that's why you have like jails and blah, blah, blah. But that's not actually addressing the problem because one, they don't commit crimes. So, well, first of all, it's just morally wrong to just arrest people, arrest mentally ill pe- people, like for no reason. Yeah. But two, they don't even have the premise to keep people in there for that long. So what they do is they catch and release these people for like one night, and these people like that's like a free we end bed, up back in, yeah. Food. They they will find their way to get back in because at least that's reliable. Mm-hmm. At least, yep. at least they have food, they, um, shelter, a bed, all those things. And it's like all of that money, the money that they plan on spending on on building borough jails, all of that can be used to help the homeless instead. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like you said about the public bathrooms thing, it's literally a, 
it's terrible considering the fact that because they don't have public bathrooms even at train stations where a lot of homeless people go because they have literally nowhere to go places like starbucks have been closing down their once public bathrooms because they are reporting people shooting up heroin and destroy like basically making the bathroom messy and that wouldn't be a problem if there were more public bathrooms in public areas like the subway and it's not like these people are the root of the problem of why even subway um i don't know infrastructure is disgusting it's literally because new york city has a problem of not helping the homeless instead it tries to criminalize homelessness instead of helping people out and making sure that they have proper and safe spaces to do whatever they're doing it's always at the i don't know comfort of people who can pay for services because once they can't do i don't know the normal things that most people with homes can do what happens is they can get sent to jail easily because they um first feel like other people feel like they're acting um in some weird way and like you said um they're exposed to more risky practices and therefore get sent to jail a lot more and patchy services they come in and out of jail and the prison system isn't like it's it was never a rehabilitation system it was always a system where people would continuously go back and get repeat incarcerations because jail teaches you to be a better criminal it makes you more susceptible to be imprisoned again because it's not a rehabilitation system it doesn't make you a better person it, it's a punishment instead of making space for better people in the future um which is a whole other topic and we have to do a different discussion on that but infrastructure really does make a difference to how people without homes live and it's not just them who are feeling the effects of it it's also us because if infrastructure isn't patched up we all have to suffer because now we don't get the comfort that we need we don't have properly funded practices yeah and just now like when you're speaking i just thought about how like even like how like people think that this is just a problem for people who are low income or homeless and only they need infrastructure and only they need um social services and stuff like that but people don't realize how interconnected a city is and how the quality of life for everyone is bettered when you have services and infrastructure that helps them like public transportation bus lanes all of that aids the driver and you and you have cities like Houston who they built a 20 lane a 20 lane highway 20 lane highway and traffic increased by around 30% mhm mm and literally you have st statistics that prove like things like public transportation public bathrooms increasing the amount of trash cans on the street like across all neighborhoods not just Manhattan um these things like increase the quality of life your streets will be cleaner there'll be less cars on the road because public transportation will actually be a viable option for more people so more people will take it 
it increases your like people's health general health um and the availability of like not the availability but the access accessibility of basically any service in the city because you have places like neighborhoods like mine like which are like basically like not basically federally labeled food deserts and there's like no grocery stores right so people have to travel over a mile just to go to a place that has all of the things they need like in my case you have to like drive all the way to lawrence or something um which if you don't know if you're not familiar is like a, a good 20 minute car ride right so if you don't have a car what are you doing it's literally more expensive to be poor than to actually be able to do these things because like excusing like say like gas prices which have been really like up and down lately it will cost more for a poor person to have to pay for the ex the only available service on their in their neighborhood which is probably more expensive because they are the only available service like so they have the liberty to make prices whatever they want so they have it's more expensive to pay for that say groceries near you and walk to that than drive to a place that has more retail more services so the prices are better and you're able to get an affordable option so what you end up having to decide between is whether whether you're gonna make the very big decision of taking on the financial burden of a car and like paying for gas for for the car um car insurance all of that just so you can be able to travel a city and get what you need because there's no other options because your your the place you live is dependent on cars due to lack of public infrastructure or you have to decide between being isolated in, in a place that doesn't even have a lot of funding or doesn't have a lot of investment in the services that you need as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, people who are low income and don't have enough money to say have a car, they end up having to make the latter choice and sort of make do with what they have, which is usually the more expensive option actually. And that's true for a lot of things. Um, like for example, people who can't afford a car and who need a car and who need who often need a car buying an uber is the only thing or renting zip car whatever it is mm -hmm. is the only option that they have yet that adds up over time yeah so you end up paying more because you can't afford to pay us a, a, a one sum for a car than like you would or, or even if you like since like we're focusing more on Gen Z. Um, even if you think of it as like metro cars, it's more expensive to pay two seventy five every single trip than if you had them a hundred and twenty thirty dollars to get a one month unlimited metro card. And it's like all of these yeah. systems are made that way for a reason. To because if you don't, if you can't afford to spend that one hundred and thirty dollars or one hundred and fifty dollars, you're talking about the LIR or uh, the air train. You're yeah. gonna have to pay that two seventy five out of each each subway, each um, paycheck you receive, and you're gonna end up paying more. Yep. Even yep. like the way that late fees are set up for and fines. Like if you get a ticket, if you are late on your ticket, you have a late fee that's like a hundred or fifty dollars more. 
And it's like, if I didn't have money to pay for the ticket... Why would I have money to pay the fee? This is like exactly. Kathleen's at this point. <laughs> like, every system is just built to further punish the poor for not having money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And even if you talk about the the subway again, like, you might have a job that that pays you more that offers to pay you more that is farther from where you live but because you don't have the means to get there it affects your ability to even consider that job like people yeah. wonder why oh if you live in a rundown or underfunded neighborhood just get a better job you... but it's literally impossible exactly. to get there because what the city does is they're always planning more subway lines more like transportation routes in already rich neighborhoods and this just allows exactly. more rich people to get around, get jobs, have more access to different food sources. And people who literally live in food deserts or in red line neighborhoods, obviously they've had a history of not living around lots of uh, lots of places that have supermarket space, um, places that are around big companies. So what ends up happening is the poor stay poor because they literally can't get around. They can't, it would take half their day just to go to a better place get better food and like you said transportation is expensive and then you wonder why people evade fares like it's not cheap for them to keep traveling to all these places to get food get water get basic necessities that people in richer neighborhoods have easier access to yeah and literally like when when you're talking about like how like um the rich the, like they focus these projects infrastructure projects on neighborhoods that are already rich that just reminded me of like how th- there's this like line that is in the talks not even yet planned because you know how nyc is slow on things but there's yep. this new subway line that is another new subway about. line mm-hmm. that's in the talks that's that's planned to go across queens brooklyn and supposedly the bronx but most likely not the bronx um, mm-hmm. at this point but basically like a, a outer borough line essentially that doesn't count come through manhattan which would be like the first other than like the g but the g only serves as like a very small it's very short population yeah and a lot of people were arguing against it and saying that it would be a waste because it's not economically viable the neighborhoods that it runs through they are not economically viable that they is don't so really classist and it's like it's so they don't classist. have the resources in the first place to travel they never had like they never had the chance to travel there this would give the opportunity for them to actually travel make money get out of food deserts and people don't understand that they think once poor always poor and again that's how the system is set up and that's how they keep on running the system mm-hmm. and it reminds me of like when a new even like private institutions will think of like oh like should we open a gym or grocery store here and it's like oh i don't think they like that type of food i don't think they they would like that Stop type assuming. of recreation and it's like you don't give them do you, the you don't think poor do people so. like what rich people like <laughs> oh god yeah and e- and even if it's not something that they can necessarily afford then how about you change your business model to make it something that is accessible to more people and have programs that do that instead of like, and even if it's not the private institution's responsibility to do that, you still have the government who will subsidize these private institutions. Like when Amazon almost came to New York, Mm -hmm. they will give them tax breaks. They will spend all this money on them to make sure that they succeed instead of spending money and investing money to make sure that these 
private whatevers are actually beneficial to the communities that they're coming coming to yeah well very interesting topic um it's time to wrap it up but i would like to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode um i hope you enjoyed the shorter episodes that we decided to create a bit easier to listen to be sure to follow our instagram at elephant parade and be sure to subscribe on all listening platforms yeah and thank you so much uh have a great day